Welcome to the Nourish Rap Podcast, hosted by two passionate clinical nutritionists whose mission is to educate, inspire, and empower people to lead a more nourishing life. Katie and Jessica value evidence-based practice, holistic healing approaches, and practical health advice, all while having fun along the way. We thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Nourish Wrap. I'm here with Katie and myself, Jess, and today's episode is all about iron and iron deficient anemia because we see this a lot in clinic and we see a lot of misunderstanding about iron in general. Yeah, absolutely. So we wanted to talk about iron in general, first of all. So iron's a mineral. Yep. Um, and it's most often associated with energy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I guess we can talk about why. Because yeah, definitely. Because it is very important in energy production. So iron is the main protein um, in our blood cells, hemoglobin. And, of course, we need hemoglobin and blood to process oxygen around the body and then to fuel into our... ATP making system which is our energy making cycle sorry yes (laughs) so basically if you don't have enough iron you're actually going to have less capacity to carry oxygen yeah so that's why you will feel tired if you have iron deficiency anemia yeah yeah um but Jess and I also wanted to bring awareness to some of the other roles of iron in the body because I think sometimes it just gets written off as well, quite often I see people coming in saying, yeah, I was diagnosed with an iron deficiency, but I took some tablets for like a week and they didn't make me feel good and then I just didn't worry about it. Yeah. And the problem is that it's like everything in the body, everything is connected and if you want to ignore an iron deficiency for like, you know, many, many months slash years, it will become more serious because it affects other systems, doesn't it, Jess? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's what we want to highlight today is that iron has so much more responsibility than just um, the energy production. Mm. So what's the next one? Um, Thyroid. It plays a massive role in thyroid. So we could do a whole podcast on thyroid. But in terms of... um, And we should, yeah. We should, yeah. Um, In terms of iron's significance, it's... We need iron as a cofactor. So something to help... Um, the process of making thyroid hormones to happen. Yeah. So if you have low iron, then your thyroid is really going to struggle to produce thyroid hormones. Yeah. And think underactive thyroid. Yeah. So we're not saying that every underactive thyroid is caused by an iron deficiency, but it is perhaps one contributing factor. And if you have low iron, your thyroid is going to be more stressed than it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- iron's also really important for the immune system. So we mm. think of iron a lot around red blood cells, mm. but it's also important for the maturation of white blood cells, including certain white blood cells that actually help us to fight infection. Mm. Yeah. So um, that's another really important thing. Yeah. Um, and then we've got iron being very important for um, mental well-being, so the state of our mind, and that is simply um, because it is needed again as a helper from step one to step two to making, um, in particular, dopamine, so one of our neurotransmitters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really, really important in many areas, and it's interesting, maybe we can segue now if you've got nothing further to say there. Yeah, I was just going to say about the iron mental health picture as well, like even as aside from the neurotransmitter thing and you know we need iron to make dopamine which helps us feel motivated and all that kind mm. of stuff but even if you think about 
um, a classic picture of, okay, low iron, starting to feel really, really tired and then, oh, getting sick all the time and then being too exhausted to want to go out, that segues into depression. Yeah, it's a t- it is. Yeah, yes. so it's this spiral. Yeah. You know, we're not necessarily saying that the iron is what causes the depression, but you can see how these kinds of nutrient deficiencies, when they're left unchecked, they become so much more than, oh, I'm a bit tired. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, go on, Jess. Well, no, oh, well, I was just going to say now is, I guess, because we've um, highlighted the different roles iron plays in the body, how um, iron deficiency can manifest. Yeah, and yeah, the signs and symptoms like, yeah, to look for. That's right. So, obviously, big one is um, tiredness, yep. feeling lethargic. Yes. No, get up and go. That's the main one everyone talks about. There's many others. A big one also, um, and I see this in chronic, like really low iron stores, um, that shortness of breath. Mm. So people, all of a sudden they're like, oh, I feel like I just walk up a flight of stairs and yeah, okay, I might not be that fit, but I'm just puffing. Yeah. Because your body can't get the oxygen it needs because you're not making the, you don't have enough red blood cells because yeah. you don't have enough iron. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So that's definitely that's definitely a telltale that yeah. that that I and not, might and not necessarily with exercise. Hey, it's yeah. kind of just a bit random. Yeah, yep, yep definitely. Yep. Um, another one is low blood pressure. So you might see that um, or feel it. Sorry, um, as dizziness. Hey? Yeah. So you've been sitting down at the computer and you get up too quickly and you'll get that head spin. Mm. That's very classic mm. of um, being mm. iron deficient. Iron deficiency is more common in women because obviously women are losing blood every month because they have a period. But um, sometimes in iron deficiency, we can actually see the period become really scanty or basically disappear. And that's really the body. It's very smart. Our bodies Mm. are very smart and our bodies are going, oh, we actually don't have the resources to shed blood this month. So we're just not going to or... You know, we're just going to start hanging on to that blood. And so then, then as a repercussion of that, you start to get into this whole hormone picture, not great. Yeah. Um, and periods aren't regular. And obviously that can be a major problem for fertility and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, sick all the time is another one. Oh, yeah, another symptom. Yeah, and that's, yeah. again, because... Um, as we spoke about in the beginning of why iron's so important in the body, you can see that a lot of these symptoms are signs of like the immune fun- dysregulation and the thyroid not functioning correctly. So yes, but being sick all the time could potentially be iron. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I guess having this discussion about signs and symptoms, what Jess and I think is really important is that, you know, this isn't a discussion about Dr. Google where you put, mm. where you sit there and go, oh, I can tick off all those symptoms, yeah. so I must have iron deficiency. Yeah. Because in reality, these signs and symptoms could be something completely different. Yeah. Um, so we do want to hammer home that it is really important to get a diagnosis mm. Um, so Jess and I, we want to talk about testing. Yeah, let's do that now. Yeah. Um, because often people go to the doctor, and iron's tested frequently, as it should be, but it's very much um, disregarded, I think. Hey. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So what you would get from a GP is what's called an iron studies, hey? And yeah. you get, um, there's about four different things that gets tested, but the two main things that we sort of look for um, is the serum iron or the free iron. So that's basically how much iron is kind of floating around in the blood. Yeah. Yep, at yep. any one time. Yeah. Yep. 
and then the ferritin. So ferritin is stored iron. Yeah. Um, which yeah. is really important. So they're the two main ones, um, yeah. would you say? And then also we can talk about hemoglobin yeah. in the yeah. blood cell. But to start with, they're the two main ones. And I guess um, often what will happen is what we see in clinic is people will say, oh, I had my iron tested, it was all good. And then we'll say, cool, well, can you give me a copy, hey? And then you look at it and your levels can be on the lowest spectrum. Now, Katie's really passionate about this, that the spectrum's so broad isn't it yeah it's kind of like well well so for a start free iron the body's pretty smart and it will do i've seen free iron be within range in somebody who basically had no iron stores because the body will try everything to try to keep just enough iron in the blood Mm. right but you've got to have stores Mm. there you've got to have backup or you will feel rubbish because you're just working so so Mm. hard to keep those blood levels up this the range for ferritin is it actually depends a couple of different labs the range is either 20 to 290 or 30 to 290. They're the two mm. lab results that I see. I use QML, and oh, I yes. think it's 20 to 290. Um, but I guess what I want to say there is, and often I'll say this to people, if you're sitting at 22 for a ferritin score... Um, so that's a stored iron. And that's yet. a stored iron. And the range is all the way up to 300. You know, even though you're just within an okay range... Mm. Well, of course, these signs and symptoms will start to show up as the stores get lower and lower and lower. And somebody walking around at 22 for a ferritin score might feel pretty rubbish. Yeah. You know, it might it might actually be worthwhile doing something just to bump that level up just a little bit closer to mid-range. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you 20 to... Um... Sorry, 22 to 290, that is very, very broad. Like, it's a huge range. And the other thing we want to highlight here is that 22 um, ferritins, oh, iron stores in someone might, yeah, they might function okay, but then the next person might not. And that's where it's really relative to the symptoms presenting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you should always um, get a full iron study yeah. tested. Um, and... Uh, the other thing that we see as well is sometimes iron studies may not be run, um, but you can do a full blood count. Yeah. Or maybe you've given blood and they've done your hemoglobin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and sometimes when the hemoglobin, um, so that's kind of like red blood cells that contain oxygen in the, the blood. And the iron. And the iron, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah hemoglobin, iron in the blood cells, yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes people get told, oh, your hemoglobin's a little bit low, you you should probably just take some iron. We still need to see an iron score because yeah. hemoglobin um, or healthy hemoglobin levels depend on iron and B12 and folate and even to a lesser extent B6. Yeah, yeah. So a low hemoglobin score could be B12 related. It could be iron related. It could be folate related. So again, like, just be careful about... The reason why we want to say about... Say, be careful about willy-nilly taking iron without being tested and just assuming, well, I'm tired. I might bump up my iron is because there are some dangers aren't there Jess of, yeah. of taking too much yeah, yeah. so iron um, being 
um, in a mineral in itself, it's actually quite can be quite inflammatory if we're taking it for no reason, one or taking too much of it. Um, and yeah, so really, it's not one that you just want to pop a pill when you're feeling a bit tired and things like that, because there can be repercussions. That yeah, can, that can um, you know be dangerous to health. Yeah, so. Like, there are so many other conditions where yeah. people might feel exhausted and tired and depressed. So, uh, yeah, so we want to make sure that we're actually we're actually treating the right thing. Mm. Um, also, if um, somebody's taking um, iron and maybe they've got a bit of a gut issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, iron, you kind of need to sort the gut issue out because yeah. iron can feed bad bacteria in the gut which is not um often spoken about is it so it can actually fuel that imbalance of good and bad bacteria so Mm. yeah if you are dealing with digestive issues is it the right time to be supplementing with iron you just have to question it and again on another level is that absorption um you know if it'd be silly to supplement with iron if you've got absorption compromisation in the digestive tract exactly because what throwing more iron in if you're not going to digest it probably ain't going to help yeah, yeah. exactly yeah so, so this is why you got to look at it kind of holistically and, yeah and not just take it willy-nilly yeah. yeah and also types of iron hey jess yeah so this is a big one with supplementation because it's so readily available right like from your pharmacy you see all the different iron supplementations yeah but um, health food shops, oh, yeah. liquid irons, yeah. yeah, lots of different Everywhere. stuff. But it's really, really important to have a good form that's one gentle on your system and absorbable. Yeah, because you see and you hear like there's so many side effects to. to um, uh, we won't mention, but you know, a lot of those supplements out there, constipation's a massive one. Yes, stools yes. turning black. Yeah, stomach upsets. Like yeah. you just hear it. Yeah, and it's really, um, it's disappointing when you're sitting in clinic with, say, a new client who's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I I did, I was told my iron was low about six months ago, and I, I did get something, and I took it for a week, but I got so constipated, I stopped taking it. So, if you know you should be taking iron, but you're taking a form that makes you feel rubbish, you need to talk to somebody about getting on to a more gentle type of iron, like Jess says, that you're actually going to be able to handle because mm. you can't just ignore it. It's not going to get better on its own, highly unlikely. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to just highlight um, some people or highlight po- people in the population who may be at a higher risk of iron deficiency mm, than others. Definitely. And you mentioned it before, Katie, women are a huge one. Yeah. Obviously because we're menstruating monthly. Yeah. Um, so they're always, you know, you always think of iron deficiency with women. Um, but Especially if the periods are really heavy. heavy. Yeah. And um, also teenagers specifically because yes. sometimes the hormones can take a couple of years to settle down and they might be having maybe a little bit more of a regular, like, Sometimes, you know, when teenagers first get their period, it's not really every 30 days. It might be a little bit more often or it might be like every 45 days but really heavy and then every 25 days. So definitely um, teenagers 
Um, because at the end of the day, it's blood loss, and when we have blood loss, we have iron loss. So yeah. really, it's yeah. If you think of it like that, it makes a lot of sense. Mm. Um, but some other sort of um, situations, pregnancy. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Pregnancy yes. is a big one. Um, the amount that we need to take in as pregnant women increases significantly. Yes, it's about 50% higher when you're pregnant, which literally if you ate four steaks a day, you'd still probably not quite hit your so, RBI. Yeah, so they have very high risk of um, developing iron deficiency. Um, postpartum. Postpartum, yes. Again, because we're, we're depleting so much. Yeah, if you're breastfeeding. Yeah. And also, I think postpartum gets ignored a little bit. People sometimes, they might cover off their nutrition when they're pregnant but then all of a sudden they've got a baby to look mm. after and their own health mm. is you know they don't have the time mm. to look after themselves mm. as well but if you're Absolutely. breastfeeding what you put into your body is providing is 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 fueling the nourishment for the breast milk mm. and therefore the child mm. um but also if you think about labor or even a c-section both situation you're going to lose a whole lot of blood yeah depending on your birth story absolutely yeah. so you've got to really you know you've got to be checking those blood levels you know a few times mm. throughout the pregnancy and building up the stores mm. so that okay so we're going into a, a labor mm. and then afterwards you really do need to replenish mm. um I think postpartum gets ignored yeah. and then a year later you're dealing with maybe postpartum depression or just complete exhaustion yeah. and I, I know I've you seen that see quite a lot. lot. Yeah. 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 Um, the other sort of scenario you'd be looking at for high risk is um, celiacs. Yeah. Or we say we say celiac as a label, but kind of any sort of digestive issues, and that's again coming back to absorption. Mm. With celiacs in particular, their villi, which is in the small intestine, which is like essential for absorbing nutrients, is just pretty much flatlined. So you know you really compromise with actually absorbing the iron there. Mm. And often with celiacs, the first symptom is a lot of tiredness for no reason. Yes, yeah. and often um, testing for celiac. Um, iron deficiency diagnosis pre like is is the trigger for a celiac test sometimes yes, because true um, because you know you might be consistently iron deficient and like what's going on here yeah. I've changed my diet yeah. I'm taking a supplement and then it's like well maybe there's an absorption issue and then there there might be a need to test for celiac but yeah definitely anyone. Um, with celiac who's got compromised absorption, a newly diagnosed celiac because that small intestine takes a while to Mm. recover. And whether or not it ever recovers fully, we don't really ever know. So Mm. they might always have slightly compromised absorption. Mm. And then obviously anyone who's just bloated all the time, not going to the toilet properly and got signs that their digestion's just rubbish, Mm. then that's definitely going to be a higher risk for an iron deficiency as well. Yeah, so there's a few little scenarios there that really can put people at risk. Yep. Thyroid. Go on. I was just going to say that like um, people get diagnosed with underactive thyroids and... When that happens, we should be checking nutrient deficiencies 
and going, yes. well, is this an underactive thyroid because there's a genetic predisposition or because there's an autoimmune picture or is it an underactive thyroid because this person has a rubbish diet, there's no iodine, there's no zinc, there's no iron, so how on earth are they supposed to make those thyroid hormones? This is why we need to do a thyroid podcast because it's so reliant on nutrients. Isn't yeah, it, it is, but, definitely. Yeah, very mm. true. Um, I was going to say something else, but I've just forgotten. Vegos. Ve- yeah. Thank you, Katie. That is the other sort of um, high-risk population is vegetarians or vegans. And that's simply because, um, and as you'll learn as we talk about um, types of food, iron-rich foods, um, they're just not getting it in their systems. Yeah, it's just basically yeah, impossible. Non-existent, yeah. Yeah. I would argue that a vegan has to supplement Yeah, at least iron and B12. Yeah. And I would argue most vegetarians either have to supplement iron um, and maybe maybe a little bit of B12 to support that, either frequently or at least perhaps, you know, so for a week out yeah. of every month so that they're at least topping up their iron during their period. Yeah. Yeah, and they should be getting bloods every 6 to 12 months. Yeah, to stay on top of it for yeah. sure. Yeah, So that's a good lead in Jess um so what about um topping up an iron deficiency yeah. with food yeah okay because we know food um food does contain a lot of iron like red meats and things like that um the thing is how much does it provide we have this little sheet actually um that says so we as women we need 18 gram, milligrams it's about 18 milligrams yeah, recommended a day. per day yeah. i guess actually should we talk about the heme and non-heme first or um yeah yeah absolutely so um there's two different types of iron we've got heme iron from meat sources and it's not just red meat you do get some iron in yeah. chicken and turkey and even in salmon to a lesser extent um but oysters the- Yes. Good one. But mainly animal products, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And this heme iron, it's called, um, is very absorbable in the body. Yeah. It's in a state that um, the body can pretty much pretty much extract straight away. It doesn't ha- really have to do anything yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, and then we've got our non-heme iron, it's called, and this is the plant-based side yeah. of things. Yeah. So things like chickpeas and oats, um, nutritional yeast, yeah, lentils, lentils, yeah, yeah. Um, almonds, yeah, tahini, yeah, yeah. But the thing with this non-heme iron is that it's in a form that the body doesn't, I suppose, recognize, or it yeah. needs to do something with it. It needs to work a little bit harder. harder. Yeah. yeah. So you're not potentially absorbing as much. Yeah. Or the bioavailability of it is less than heme iron. Yes. So. Yeah, and this is where it comes back to, like, a vegetarian diet. Okay, you might make the numbers work. You might eat enough chickpeas and eat enough lentils and eat enough tahini and all that to theoretically get enough, but your levels may still not be very good. Or other vegetarians may be fine, and this is where it really does come down to the individual. Yeah, exactly. So we're not... You know, we're not trying to put a Band-Aid on everything and say everybody must do this, mm. but we're just trying to bring awareness to it. Yeah. but the, So back to our amount. So we've got those two different types of iron that we take through food, but the recommended daily intake um, for... Um, we'll go for women because it's more than males, um, is 18 milligrams. Yeah. And then so what we discussed, what was that, 600? So that's... To get the recommended daily intake of iron, 
um, at 18 milligrams for a lady is 600 grams of red meat. Yeah. So, I, I mean, obviously it is in other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's just to put it into reality because a yeah. lot of people seem to think, oh, yeah, but I have red meat once a week, so mine should be yeah. fine. But having red meat once a week, that's probably giving you a normal size piece of red meat might give you four or five milligrams. Yeah. So, and that would be fine in somebody who's at a... Um, at a state where it's not deficient. Yes, yeah. yeah. So we're talking about people who yes. are deficient. So I think, like, there's two ways to look at a deficiency. Most of the time, you're probably going to have to supplement to get it to a reasonable yeah. level first. Yeah. Unless you're going from an absolutely very, very iron deplete diet and you're willing to literally that day go, okay, I'm going to have red meat every second night and I'm going to have some chicken for lunch and I'm going to add legumes to my diet and you're making this huge dietary change, fine, okay, maybe we could sit on it for a month or two and see if the levels start to go up. But sometimes I do think, you know what, just address the deficiency, nip it in the bud, be consistent for a few months Mm. with actually taking a tablet Mm. and change your nutrition as a preventative so that when those levels are good again, it won't drop again. Yeah, that's right. And testing along the way as well, making sure that you're at the right levels. Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, I guess so the answer to that question was, you know, supplementing with iron does, it's out of all the nutrients, it's probably one of the ones that you that we would need most or has a really good effect. Yes, because, like, if you are at a level of depletion, Mm. it's just so hard to get it up through Mm. um, diet. You can't get it up by eating more spinach. Yes. And, like, honestly, I've had this before, a lot, actually. I get this um, feedback from people that have been told, oh, yeah, look, you've got a bit of an iron deficiency, that's okay, just have some more green veggies. Mm-hmm. No, that's part of a normal healthy balanced diet. Mm. If your if your ferritin stores are completely shot, mm. adding an extra few cups of spinach a day is not going to repair that mm. because you're not even going to make your daily requirements, mm. let alone let alone topping it up significantly. Mm. So That's right. Yeah, mm. so we just wanted to really highlight that because I don't think a lot of people know that we have those two types of iron. When people say have the spinach, mm. um, they don't realise it's in that less absorbable form. Yeah. yeah. And you'd have to eat a lot of spinach it anyway. Is a lot. And then you're dealing with as well like oxalates. Yeah, that stop you from absorbing absor- it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's yeah, the main thing we want you guys to take away is that um, not that it's hard to get iron through your food but if you're in a deficient state um it's really important to get tested and to get be guided by a health professional yes um, so that it doesn't turn into a more serious problem yeah and you know what the other thing is this is not a free-for-all to go and eat a 500 gram t-bone every Mm. night because you need vitamin c in order to absorb iron so you know what's the perfect meal a nice little steak and three veg. There's a reason why we always used to eat steak and three veg. Well, there you go. You've yeah. got your iron, you've got your nutrients, you've got your vitamin C. That's beautiful. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and that's a little foodie hack, I guess, um, being plant-based or vegetarian or vegan is squeezing some lemon juice over your chickpeas and um, lentil salad or something like that, you know, just trying to combine those, I guess, just to increase it's absorption. Yeah, because um, you'll get you vitamin can. C out of those citrus yes, fruits and yes, stuff. Yes, so. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think we're getting close, Jess. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to kind of hone home besides, um, you know, what we've talked about so far with iron? Um, Not really. I guess um, we could just summarise, I guess, the main points we want. Yeah, absolutely. We want people to take away, and that's that iron is... For me, I want people to realise it's not just something to just pop a pill um, when you feel sick. Oh, sorry, when you feel tired and just go to the pharmacy or health food shop and just get any willy-nilly. I think it's important to get tested properly, Mm -hmm. um, to be guided by a health professional in that, like, that's knowledgeable in that area. Don't dismiss an iron deficiency as, oh, it's just an iron deficiency, that's right, go home, eat more steak or eat more spinach. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, check it again. Check. Keep checking. Oh, keep checking. Yeah. So many people. Oh yeah. Like two years ago. Yeah. My iron was low. Okay. So when did you get a repeat test? Yeah. Oh, I haven't. Yeah. You've got to get a repeat test. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Really. And I think do it. supplement um, in relation to what the tests say as well, because it, as we spoke about, iron can be um, a bit inflammatory if we're taking it for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, with those people who are at a higher risk, like vegetarians and vegans and lactating and all that sort of thing, um, or even women who are bleeding heavily um, with a heavy period, it may be, it it may not be that you necessarily have to take iron every day. Maybe you take it for seven days out of every month while you have your period. Yeah. Or maybe you're a vegan and you can get away with taking an iron tablet every three days. Yeah. But... Working with somebody um, who knows how to dose this kind of yeah. stuff and who can keep an eye on your readings, mm. that's going to be helpful. Mm. Um, I can absolutely guarantee you that if you're going from anemia to, yeah, I've got some iron at home, um, yeah, I probably take it once a week, mm. that's not going to do anything no, either. There is that consistency in the beginning to build yourself back up. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. All right, so um, we hope you guys got something from that. Um, we just wanted to really, you know, we want to do more of this highlighting the importance of individual nutrients. But yeah. also, you know, at the end of the day, if you eat a whole foods diet, um, you know, you're eating some animal protein, some veggies, lots mm. of veggies, all that Your kind of stuff. Gut absorption's good. Exactly. Yeah. You probably you may never have to deal with an iron yeah. deficiency. Yeah. But if you are following a specialized diet um which is fine but these are the things you're going to have to consider and these are the things you just can't ignore yeah Yeah. um cool so we might finish up on our five values of the nourished wrap um so that is to um get a good night's sleep take some time out every day just to reset your mind move every day in an enjoyable way eat whole foods most of the time and um listen to your own body Yeah. yeah All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you in a fortnight.